Hi, everyone. My name is Jonathan Fries, and you are listening to season seven of What the Flock. This season, our goal is to carefully approach some very serious and often polarizing topics. The issue we're going to focus on have and continue to cause so much damage, people seem unable to civilly discuss these topics. The episodes in this season will give you the tools you need to facilitate your ability to talk about these topics in a beneficial manner. I'm joined by my co-host, Joel Swikowski. How are you doing, Joel? I am doing spectacularly. Thank you for asking. How are you doing, Jonathan? It, I'm doing great. You know, it's uh, it's nice to be able to have a little uh, a little chat with you before we start podcasting. So yeah, just so that everybody knows, like we do talk about other things. This is not the only time that Joel and I talk. We don't it's give each ol- other. Yeah, we don't give each other disclaimers for the first thirty seconds of every conversation we have. No, I probably for 15, 10 to 15 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We still do. Yeah, just not 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was good. It was good chatting today. Yeah. But yeah, in the spirit of, of uh, giving disclaimers, here's one for you. The seriousness of these issues often results in people not hearing both sides before judging the issue. With that said, we encourage you to be careful sharing anything from these episodes with other people without first encouraging them to hear the entire episode for themselves. Also, in addition to listening to the entire episode for yourself, we highly recommend listening to any previous episodes that are referenced during this episode. Yes, yes, yes. Being careful with the information in these podcasts is important as mm-hmm. we try to discuss these really tough topics. Yeah. Now, these are all topics that have been debated at length. The reason these have and continue to be debated, these topics we're covering in season seven, is because traditional debates do not work. Those type of debates pit two sides against each other, each side being concerned with only trying to prove their own point, often becoming overly emotional about the topic and even triggering. Now, instead of trying to learn something new in the debate and find out how they could be wrong, When it comes to these topics, people seem to want to root themselves deeper into what they already believe. Right. You know, we saw with the previous six seasons that each issue has two perspectives that distract people from the ultimate answer. We called those the strict and loose side of the argument. Joel, can you give us an overview of the strict and loose sides? Yes, sir. The strict perspective invites and initiates conflict on these topics this this side tends to be a bully using intimidation as a tactic to control people they hold people to strict standards in which they rationalize away any need that they would have to hold themselves to that same standard these people become hypocrites like the pharisees when they are confronted And their response is to justify themselves as to why they can hold others to a higher standard than they hold themselves to. The loose perspective avoids conflict and tension as much as possible. The standards they hold themselves to are based on how they feel and how others feel, leaving them with no objective measures for what the moral or the right and just or the truthful answer is. This side tends to be an enabler, removing any discomfort brought on by confrontation. And these people show they don't actually care for others when they avoid confronting people who are in pain for their own benefit. 
really with the strict side, you know, tends to be a bully. They can be hypocritical, holding people to a standard they're not holding themselves to. These we tend to see a lot of the religious authorities that we've dealt with in our history, in our experience, Pastor Jonathan. Mm. I'm the boss. I'm the pastor. Do what I tell you to do. Mm-hmm. With the enabling side, it's, you know what? You're okay. Believe what you want. You're just doing your best. And both sides, they end up hurting others instead of helping. Right. And neither of them have the ultimate answer. You know, neither do. Yeah. Someone would say, oh, you know, I have part, I have half of the truth, or don't I have half the right answer? Well, right. Not with the ultimate answer. No. The ultimate answer is not as neither the bullying tendency side or the enabling tendency side. Right. Now, the number one technique we're going to use throughout this season is to repeat back to the opposing side what they believe to their satisfaction before making my point. It is the only way to have a profitable or beneficial interaction because it causes people to listen to the other side once they know they've been heard. Debating would actually be a benefit if seeking first to understand was the guiding principle that the debating mediators followed. So that's what we're going to do. We are going to focus on seeking first to understand. And we're all set, ready to go, Joel. What is the topic that we're going to discuss today? Today's topic is vaccines. Vaccines. Excellent. What is the strict side of this topic? The strict side would say vaccines are safe and effective. So everyone ought to be required to get a vaccine for the common good. Excellent. Now let me repeat that back to you, to your satisfaction, Joel. The strict side believes vaccines are safe, effective. So everyone ought to, so it's not just that they're safe and effective. They actually also believe that everyone ought ought to be required to get vaccines. And their whole goal is for the common good of the people. Do I understand you? You do. Thank you. I appreciate it. My pleasure. What is the loose side of this topic? The loose side would say vaccines are not safe and are not effective. So the decision should be left up to the individual. Okay. So just so I understand, the loose side believes vaccines aren't safe nor effective. So if something's neither safe nor effective, then it could be a potentially dangerous decision left to the decision of the individual. Do I understand? You do. Thank you again. Fabulous. So here are both sides. With the strict side, vaccines are safe and effective, so everyone ought to be required to get a vaccine for the common good. In the loose perspective, vaccines aren't safe nor effective, so so the decision should be left up to the individual. Let's go into the contrasting sides here, okay? Yes. How would you argue for or in support of the strict side? If I was on the strict side, I would say there is an enormous amount of research proving vaccines are safe and effective to the point they have virtually eradicated infectious diseases that used to kill millions of people. And then from the strict side against the loose side, 
I would say that the anti-vaccine movement has cast doubt to the point that diseases that had been declared eliminated, for example, measles, have experienced a resurgence in Europe and even parts of the United States. And again, if I'm on the strict side, a question I would ask to the loose side is, what would you say to a parent or spouse when their loved one dies because they listened to you and didn't get vaccinated? <laughs> yeah. Great question. Right. Thank you, Joel. How would you argue for the other side, for the loose side now? So now you're on that side in support of it. Let's hear your argument. All right. In support of the loose side, I would say it is up to the conscience of the individual because they know what's best for themselves. It's their body. On the loose side against the strict, I would say vaccines contain toxic ingredients that lead to an assortment of chronic health conditions. Why else would there be all these lists of side effects when you take these medications? Right. And on the loose side, a question I would ask to someone on the strict side is, are you saying all people should be vaccinated regardless of their underlying health conditions? Are you saying vaccines never cause death? What do you say to a person who died due to a vaccination? Excellent. Some good questions, yeah. Amazing questions. Okay, what's the ultimate answer? Right, because that was arguing both sides that you said earlier. Neither side is the ultimate answer. The ultimate answer addresses both sides, but is neither side in and of itself. So what we're doing here, remember, big picture, our goal for this season is not to just give you the information you need to deal contextually with the topic that we're discussing, but to give you the information you need so that you can discuss these topics in a healthy fashion. So really our ultimate answer for vaccines is the same as it is for every topic this season, leadership, grace, and love with an emphasis on Paul's approach as we shared in the season seven supplementary episode. We can't make a sweeping statement about vaccines that is true for everyone. Meaning we can't just say everyone should or everyone shouldn't be vaccinated. We need to take a step back from the context and start by seeking to understand the other person uniquely. Again, from our season seven supplementary episode, we need to know whether we are talking to a believer or an unbeliever. We need to know whether we are talking to someone who is strong in the faith or weak in the faith. We don't want to cause a believer to stumble, and we want to reach the unbeliever for God. So as we said, leadership is a big part of our approach. What this looks like is really taking the time to understand the other person's perspective. That's the heart of this here. With this topic, we could start by making sure we understand each other's definitions of the keywords that both sides are using. Faith, health, illness, vaccination, etc. As it relates to the grace and love backward step, ultimately when interacting with either side of this argument, 
the person ought to take direction from God via grace in order to love that person. Grace and love are key to avoiding enabling and key to avoiding judging the other person with the hopes of winning and or edifying them, regardless of what they believe. So I would recommend before having a discussion about vaccinations that you listen to the Grace and Love episodes, season two, episode 13, and season one, episode 15, respectively. And these episodes are the information, the doctrine within them ought to instruct you on how you can be caring with the information that you're sharing and what you're hearing. Now, when it comes to this specific topic, I'd like to offer a perspective you may not have thought of. The definition of vaccine is a substance used to stimulate immunity to a particular infectious disease or pathogen. A pathogen is a bacteria, virus, or other microorganism that can cause disease. So ultimately and simply put, a vaccine is a tool to strengthen your immunity. Since your body builds immunity in response to getting the disease or pathogen, the issue becomes the severity of the disease. For example, there is no actual cure for polio. Polio causes paralysis and can spread from person to person. However, the polio vaccine has resulted in polio only being found in two countries in the world in 2021, Pakistan and Afghanistan. On the other end of the spectrum are diseases and pathogens that are less severe and natural immunity can be built in response to getting the disease itself or the pathogen itself to the point that it is actually encouraged to get it like chickenpox, which is a virus. Right. I believe what confuses this issue is statistics. For example, the death rate among people who get chickenpox, yes, people die from chickenpox, the death rate is one per 100,000 cases among children ages 1 through 14 years, six per 100,000 cases among persons aged 15 through 19 years, and 21 deaths per 100 cases among adults. So, if someone says, I don't want even one person to die from such and such disease, and I will do whatever it takes, even if it means giving up my personal liberties, realize 100 children in the U.S. die of chickenpox every year. Wow. So are you going to pull your kid from school and isolate them when it comes to chickenpox? Now, if you say no, then what is the level of risk? And that, that, that is when statistics come into play. Do you have an objective measure that defines the level of risk you are willing to take? This means you would know the exact death rate of whatever topic you're discussing, whatever disease or pathogen you're discussing. Do you have an objective measure that defines the level of risk? 
This means uniqueness is everything in this discussion. Your level of risk is completely up to you. Hmm. Your level of risk is not up to me. Again, why we can't make a sweeping statement about vaccines that is true for everyone, whether everyone should or everyone shouldn't. We need to take a step back from the context and start by seeking to understand the other person uniquely. The problem is, if someone wants to mandate others with respect to their level of risk, and then that same person participates in behavior that is more risky. If they justify this contradiction, they are hypocrites. Hmm. Now, for example, what is the death rate among people in motor vehicle accidents? Do you know that number? Do you take into account that level of risk as to whether or not you or other people should drive motor vehicles? Hmm. But the number is 12.9 per 100,000. Now, meaning whatever your acceptable level of risk is for vaccinations ought to be applied to every area of risk in your life. Or you could be introducing a contradiction in yourself and or others. Now, obviously, this vaccination issue has been heightened in recent years because of a pandemic where the public was told information that was later found out not to be factual, while bullying was encouraged. Basically, the public was told we had a, quote, polio situation, unquote. And it looks like it turned out to be more like a, quote, chicken pox situation, unquote. Yeah, sure. But we don't know for sure because there's a dispute over the data and the transparency of that data. <laughs> yep. Nice. Likewise, there are people saying that vaccines themselves are causing medical conditions because of other ingredients in the vaccine. Again, this will continue to be disputed until all the data is collected and there is transparency. Now, I think you can see why this is such an emotional issue that has only seen heightened sensitivity in recent years. And there looks to be no end to it until there is transparency, so all the data is accessible. And, and, and there is confession and repentance on everyone's part that participated in immoral or ungodly behavior. Hmm. Honestly, I believe more damage is being done today from our current response to our behavior rather than what we all experienced in the recent past. Perhaps people should check out the confession and repentance episodes. They not only show confession and repentance is the only way to deal with guilt. They also show that confession and repentance is the proof that someone is a believer. We do not go to heaven by never sinning. We go to heaven by confessing and repenting for our sins. Nice. The confession episode is season two, episode eight. The repentance episode is season two, episode nine. Amazing, Joel. Okay, I want to repeat back to you the ultimate answer. And ultimately, when interacting with either side, the person ought to lead 
the other person by taking direction from God via grace in order to love them. Grace and love are the key to avoiding enabling and the key to avoiding judging the other person with the hopes of winning them. So that's the backwards step. That's we yes. we need to make sure that these things are in place. If these if these grace, love, and leadership are not in place, we shouldn't be talking about it. But when these things are in place, and our focus has been to hear them, now we can approach the ultimate answer. And ultimately, a vaccine is a tool to strengthen your immunity. That's a that's a great definition yeah, it for is. it. Now, what this boils down to is: Do you have an objective measure? That means you know the exact death rate of the vaccination at play that defines the level of risk you are willing to take. So what does that mean? Well, you'd know some stats to be able to understand your unique level of risk that you are willing to take. Uniqueness is everything in this discussion. Yeah. And we're not measuring what Joel's level of risk is or someone else's. I, I'm measuring mine. I need right. to have I need to have information and I need to measure my level of risk. So it's completely up to the individual. So this means just like in season seven supplementary episode, no one can say that anyone either needs to get a certain vaccination or not. It's not our call. Anyone who says everyone needs a, to get this vaccination is denying uniqueness. Yep. Anyone who says no one should get this vaccination is denying uniqueness. Both <clears throat> of these sides. Right. Exactly. <clears throat> Both of these sides are outside the ultimate answer. So when discussing this topic, we have to hear the other person and help them determine their objective measure that they're using in order to determine their own preferred level of risk and help them remain consistent, which is one of the most powerful things that you presented, Joel, was the statistic about driving. Right. Woo-wee. Yeah. That is, that's amazing. So if people are driving, does everyone drive? No, there are people that don't drive because that level of risk is too high. There are. So we need to really focus on understanding them and helping them determine their objective measure for, uh, for risk. Right. Do I understand you, Joel? You do that. Yeah, that felt good hearing that come back and uh, really hitting on the key points. I appreciate that. You got it, man. Understood. Awesome. Well, thank you, Joel. This has been What the Flock. If you'd like a deeper study on this topic and how to deal with people who either bully or enable listen to the Music of Life Church podcast companion episode. Thanks for listening, everyone. And remember, if you've been hurt by church, you're not alone. We're here for you.